Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast from May 24th, 2018. This is going to be a quick episode because there's only four games to talk about. And I, I think this is a situation where we only have four games. You want to be more contrarian on a slate like this because there's so few options and a lot of times the ownership tends to be a lot more concentrated. Like If we look at what ended up happening with Wednesday night slate, there was really no chalky offense. Everything was fairly sped around, which I don't think we were really expecting, but that's how it worked out. That's probably not going to be the case tomorrow, and it would be it would be nice if we could find a low-owned offense that ends up being the highest-scoring team of the night. Do you think that's a good goal for the slate, Matt? Yeah, I think that that's probably a good goal in general, sure. All right, so do that. End of podcast. Uh, the pitchers for tomorrow. We have Charlie Morton at 11,400, Rick Porcel 11,200, and Mike Clevenger at 9,000. I'm going to put these three guys in a tier together. Uh, personally, I don't have much interest in Charlie Morton at 11,400. He's the most expensive. I also think it's the toughest matchup of any of these three. And then we're down to Porcello and Clevenger. I think that both of them are good options. Uh, I'm leaning a little bit towards Clevenger right now, but it kind of depends on how the salary works out for tomorrow. What do you think of these three guys, Matt? Yeah, I definitely don't have interest in Charlie Morton. Um, it's not so much that we can't really afford the offenses if we use him. I just, I, I'm, I'm not even sure if he's expected to score more points on average than the other guys that we would like in similar matchups. Um, so hold on, I'm just pulling up these DraftKings prices again because the uh, page closed again, uh, having the issues that you sometimes have. Now I know what it's like when the tabs all shut down at the same time. All right. Yeah, well, it's because I use my iPad. And just the app crashes sometimes on it. Uh, well, I just accidentally clicked the X on the DraftKings window, so uh, self-inflicted for sure. But yeah, I think uh, Morton is the worst of these plays because Clevenger is cheaper and Porcello has an easier matchup and Morton doesn't have a boost on either front. So Porcello is just a better play for who he's facing and Clevenger is a better play because of his price. Um, and that's basically it for those three. So I do like Porcello and Clevenger, but I don't like Morton. Do you have a lean towards Clevenger or Porcello? Um, I think it's kind of a matter of who fits better. Um, I would say my lean is probably Porcello because I don't think we're going to need a ton of savings here. I think offense is fairly cheap enough that it should be fine. Um, so for that reason, I think Porcello and then a mid-priced pitcher who we'll get to in a second, I think that's the better combination. Um, but I think in terms of just the pricing value on the two, it's pretty close. Uh, but I, I think I would end up using more Porcello. All right, so let's go into the lower tier pitchers. Uh, I think Blake Snell, for his price at 8000 is my favorite pitcher play on the slate. It is a seemingly tough matchup against the Red Sox, but something we were talking about before, Matt, the Red Sox have struggled against lefties this year. They're actually 28th in baseball with an 83 WRC plus against Southpaws. So it's it's really maybe not as tough of a matchup as it would seem, and 8000 is... It's, it's a price that's well below the baseline of Blake Snell. He's scoring about 20 DraftKings points per game. So how do you feel about Snell, and are you concerned about the matchup? Yeah, I'm not concerned about the matchup. I think it actually, maybe it's a neutral matchup because Snell's at home. It's a pitcher's park in Tampa, and that's enough to offset what probably still is an above-average Red Sox offense against lefties. Um, I think it's a bit of an anomaly that they've been so much better against righties than they've been against lefties this year. But having said that, we should read some into the numbers. Um, I think there is reason it makes sense that the Red Sox have been worse against left-handed pitching this year. Um, Mitch Moreland is a lefty. Hanley Ramirez is right-handed, but he's reversed splits. 
Um, J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts, I think, have both been reverse splits this year. And then Andrew Benatendi is left-handed. Um, Devers is left-handed. And then I think Nunez is reverse splits, too. So the whole team is basically better against righties. Um, Betts and Martinez are good against everybody, so maybe they don't matter quite as much for the platoons. Uh, but for everyone else, it definitely is harder for them against lefties. Um, so given all of the other factors with home field advantage and the park in Tampa, I think Snell actually doesn't have too difficult of a matchup. Um, and he is underpriced, so he is also my favorite pitcher on the slate. So moving down, I think there's a little bit of a dilemma here because I'm generally very very anti Steven Matz, and he's also been pretty terrible this year. He was terrible last year. But there is one team that's been worse against lefties in the Red Sox so far this year on the slate, and that's the Milwaukee Brewers, who have a 66 WRC plus against lefties. So something has to give in this matchup. I think either Steven Matz has a big game or the Milwaukee offense has a big game. So it's a spot where I'm going to have exposure to both of them. And Matt's, even though he's been bad this year, he still has shown the ability to strike guys out occasionally. He has a couple of big strikeout games this year. So what is your opinion on Matt's for tomorrow? Yeah, I think I lean towards the Brewers side, but I definitely hear what you're saying, that there's merit to kind of taking both ends of the game. Uh, even though the Brewers have been really bad against lefties, they aren't striking out that much against lefties. They have a 21.2% strikeout rate this year against left-handed pitching. Um, they also have a 247 batting average on balls in play against lefties. So there's a decent chance that a lot of what we're looking at here is just bad luck against lefties. Um, and the sample size for facing left-handed pitchers, too, is generally much smaller than against righties because there are just a lot less lefties. Um, so it could be a lot of noise in these Brewers statistics. I think they should be closer to an average team against lefties going forward. If you kind of just look up and down their lineup, they do have a lot of decent, at least right-handed bats. Um, Ryan Braun is still out, so that's a concern. Um, but I think this is a good enough offense to probably take advantage of how home run prone Steven Matz is. And it has, it is a hitter's park. So I think I would want to have more Brewers hitters than I would want Steven Matz, but Going with zero of Matt's doesn't seem wise either because there is a lot of upside for him. He is really cheap. Uh, the price is 5100 Is that the number there? Yeah. Yeah, 5100 So it's just a really cheap price for him. So even though I prefer the Brewers side, I think, yeah, it does make sense to use Steven Matz in some lineups also. Yeah, Matt's is still striking out almost nine hitters per nine innings. His, his strikeout percentage is still not really that high because he gives up so much hard contact that really the, the only way he's capable of getting hitters out is if he strikes them out. Uh, but but I see the upside for Matt's in this matchup, especially at such a low price. This is the lowest he's been at all season. He was 5,800 for one other game, but 51 is just ridiculously low, especially for a team in the Brewers that has not been good against left-handed pitching this year. So getting into the offenses, I think the obvious ones to stack are the Royals and Rangers. And then my favorite one for contrarian purposes is the Brewers. So the Brewers... Like I said before, there's a lot of upside for Matt's. There's upside for the Brewers also. They're playing at home. It's a hitter's park, and Matt's still does generally suck. So that is my contrarian pick as an offense tonight. How do you feel about the Royals and Rangers? Yeah, I think the Royals and Rangers are in good spots. We probably should talk about Danny Duffy briefly first because I'm not sure that he's really that bad. Um, his numbers for the year are overall just awful, um, but he's actually seen his velocity climb uh, from start to start throughout the season. And he's essentially min-price here. So I think it's another situation where I like the Rangers offense, but I also like the pitcher against them, kind of like Mats and the Brewers. Um, 
Duffy is striking out eight hitters per nine innings. He's walking over four. Um, swinging strikes for him are at 9.4%. So he might be fairly comparable of a pitcher to Steven Matz. And I think the matchup against Texas is probably about the same or so um, as the matchup against the Brewers. The Rangers actually do have the highest strikeout rate in baseball against lefties. And they're currently missing Adrian Beltre. Um, so it's a very left-hand heavy lineup. But um, Duffy's been throwing harder in recent starts. He's also faced the Yankees, the Indians, and the Red Sox in three of his last four starts. So I think the bad results might have more to do with the matchups than him as a pitcher. And while I don't think Duffy is good, I think he's good enough where in this matchup, he's definitely worth using for basically min price. Um, so I actually might prefer Duffy as the contrarian cheap pitcher to Steven Matz. Um, but I definitely want both sides of that game also. Does that make sense where you would use Rangers offense and some Danny Duffy, or do you think he's bad enough that it's not worth it? Yeah, I don't really like Danny Duffy. I don't like Danny Duffy very much for tomorrow. I mean, the strikeout upside is more than Matt's, no? Like, do you think it's less than the upside Steven Matt's has? Yeah, I do, because the, the Brewers should still strike out a decent amount because I think they're, let me look at it. Like, the Brewers have weird splits where they're really bad against, well, they're bad against lefties and righties so far this year, except they're striking out a ton against righties and not a lot against lefties. They struck out a lot last year. So I think that the strikeout rate should go up. And let's see, what is Duffy's strikeout numbers for the year? I, I also think that, yeah, so Duffy's striking out 7.94 hitters, but I mean, Matt's is also still striking out more guys. And it's also just... As much as Milwaukee's a hitter's park, I still think of Texas as a more extreme hitter's park, and it's especially been so lately. Yeah, I think they are fairly comparable in parks, but yeah, a little bit of a boost to Texas on the hitter end. Um, and even though, yeah, I think the Brewers' strikeout rate should balance out a bit for righties and lefties, I still think Texas, it makes more sense that they would strike out a ton against lefties. Um, I don't think that there's too much of a small sample issue in them striking out 28% of the time against left-handed pitching because most of their hitters are left-handed um, and they strike out a lot overall anyway. So it's a very, very left-hand heavy lineup now with Adrian Beltre on the DL um, and Duffy is left-handed. So this matchup could work out perfectly for him. Like if you're stacking Texas, you're using a lot of lefty on lefty hitters for that spot. Um, and even though he's been bad overall, Duffy has actually been sort of decent against left-handed batters this year. Yeah, so let's see what uh, I mean. What what righties? I guess the Rangers would play the same lineup they did tonight. Although they probably have Galloway. They played how many righties did they have in the lineup? They had. You have Keener Falafa or Kinsler Falafa, um, and then you have Delano De Shields and Ryan Rua. Um, Robinson Torinos, I think, would be the fourth righty, and that's that's it. I don't know and, if they uh, have... and, and Guzman. Guzman's left-handed though. Oh, is he left-handed? I yeah. thought he was a switch hitter. Okay, so, or I guess it would probably be Gallo starting instead of Guzman anyway. But, yeah, that, that is a decent amount of lefties. Yeah, so I think Duffy is worth just as much of a flyer as Matt's, and I would want to have a little of both of them, and I definitely want to stack against them too because they both are clearly very homer-prone. They're very blow-up-prone. Um, and I think the Brewers are going to be contrarian. I don't think the Rangers will be contrarian, so maybe that's why um, I like Duffy a little bit more because I think there's more leverage for Duffy. Uh, but my favorite offense on the slate, I think, is the Royals against Austin Biebenstark. Are you in agreement there, or do you think there's a team that's a better play out of these uh, these teams that are against bad pitchers and hitters' parks? I'm probably going to be split fairly evenly amongst the Brewers 
um, Royals, and the Rangers. Yeah, I think they're all kind of similar, but because I have interest in pitchers against both the Brewers and the Rangers, I think by definition it would make more sense to use more Royals because I'm not going to use Austin Biebensterk. Um, he's not much of a strikeout pitcher. He only struck out five batters per nine innings in um, – it was 24 appearances last year. Six of them were starts, so it was mostly in relief, and he was really, really awful last year. He had a 467 ERA, 568 FIP, 542 XFIP, and he did most of that out of the bullpen. Um, his FIP and XFIP were both over four in AAA in eight starts this year, so he's not even doing that well getting uh, AAA hitters out. Uh, the, the projections from Steamer on him are in the mid-fives for his ERA. I mean, I think he's clearly the worst of any of the guys starting tomorrow. And even though the Royals don't have a good offense, I mean, it, they're also, like, they're not really that expensive. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the pricing doesn't really matter a whole lot for the slate. But, yeah, Beaton Sturks is definitely not particularly good. So that's where I'm probably going to be at is those three offenses and then see who's in the lineups, how salaries shake up. Uh, this could be a slate where we end up leaving some money on the roster for lineups. Um, I, I, one more thing we probably should mention. I guess if we're not going to use Morton, maybe there's potential to use some Indians plugs for, for leverage against Morton or just because we're going to need some hitters to choose from here. But uh, we didn't mention Zach Davies or the Mets at all. Uh, the Mets are really, really cheap against him, and Davies is making his first start of the season, I think, or first start back off the DL, and he's not particularly good either. So do you have interest in the Mets against Davies in a hitter's park? No, I mean, Davies isn't good, but he's not that bad either. Like, Davies' first career, 3.94 year, I have 4.12 FIP, and a pretty high ground ball rate. And the Mets' offense is just terrible. So I think, I just think of Davies as kind of mediocre. So against a really bad Mets offense, I don't, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, he was worse than those numbers last year, and he was even worse than that at the beginning of this year before he got injured. And the injury was a shoulder injury on his, I think it was on his throwing arm. Um,. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's what happened to him. So he may not be fully ready to start. And some of these Mets guys are just cheap enough where maybe they just make sense as plugs. Like Brandon Nimmo has been a really good hitter as at, uh, against righties, and he's batting leadoff probably and only costs 3500 um, So maybe just Mets for plugs. But, yeah, I think I'm in agreement that the three main targets here are the Royals, Rangers, and Brewers. All right, so that's going to wrap up the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at GNBRDFS. Max Rohan was at Preaching Sense. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about Friday's slate.